What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe and hope y'all are enjoying life now that we're kind of getting back to normal a little bit. Finally, able to not start this podcast off talking about make sure you're wearing your mask and you're staying away from people. We can finally start gathering with people again, which is all amazing news. But anyway, in this episode, it's going to be a little bit different. So I was in a meeting earlier today. And I'm not going to lie, I wasn't fully paying attention to the meeting. I wasn't really fully paying attention to everything that was being talked about in the meeting. But then at some point in the meeting, we started talking about something that grabbed my attention. And it got me thinking about something completely different. Well, it was something important for the meeting, but that section of the meeting got me thinking about something completely different and if you follow me on instagram you must have seen you might have seen a post well the way instagram is you probably didn't even see it but you might have seen a post where i was talking about the life cycle of products and that really got me thinking and if you don't know what the life cycles of products are we're going to talk more about that in this episode and more important than that we're going to talk about how it relates to our individual lives because i just i like making these kind of connections in my head i don't know why that happens but These are the things that happen in my mind. But in a life cycle of a product, every product starts off in this way. It starts off with being a question mark. And just basically, it's like, is this thing even possible? Uh, I mean, uh, somebody said a quote once. He said that most of the greatest inventions ever made look like toys when they first were created. Now, do I agree with that all the time? No, I don't necessarily agree with that. But most of the time, some of the greatest things that we use today started off as being like, why would anybody even want to use that? I mean, Henry Ford has a quote. He said that I don't ask people what they want because if I asked it, if I asked people what they wanted, they would said uh, they would have said a faster horse. <laughs> so, um, so that when he was making the car, so that's that's a, that's something interesting. But the point is, a lot of people are looking at Henry Ford like, why do you need to make this? Like, we already have cars, we already have this, we already have that. Like, even if you look at our modern day cell phones, like when it was first being created, there was the question of like, who needs this? Like touchscreen? Nobody wants a touchscreen phone. Like, why do we need a touchscreen phone? Like a lot of the greatest things that we have around us always starts off with a question. Like it's a question mark. It's like, can this thing even possibly work? Can this thing even be a thing? Should I even spend my mind, my mind power, my money to even pursue this thing? So it always starts off with just like, is this even possible and then from there it moves into the stage of okay this thing is feasible like this thing is there's a possibility behind this thing like it becomes a shining star as they call it in business a rising star it becomes that thing like oh okay this this could be it there's something here like you hear people in business when when something becomes more of a established or more of an idea it's not fully established but it's like okay this has potential this thing could actually be something profitable for the business however in this stage it still takes a lot of time it still takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of sweat equity and plus it takes a lot of money it takes a lot of money to be able to get the product up because you're still researching the product you're still learning like okay this is not the way we need to do it we need to research a better way to do it you're making tweaks to the projects i mean if you look at the iphone for example i'm pretty sure the initial iterations i was watching a documentary on it, and the initial iteration was for the iphone to look like an ipod touch with the scroll wheel right right like that's crazy but it's like when you think about it it's just like 
that's where it is. That's where it gets to. After being a question mark, it becomes a rising star. It becomes something that we all like. Oh, it's like this thing has a lot of potential. It's like, let's think of electric vehicles right now. Like, it still hasn't really dominated in the market like that. But everybody's like, yo, this thing has a lot of potential right now. This thing is the future. This thing could be the future. We think of space travel with companies like SpaceX and Blue Origins and Virgin Galactic. And it's like, whoa, this stuff has potential. Or you think of like virtual reality. Virtual reality is still working out all the kinks. So we think of companies like Oculus. We think of companies like Microsoft with their HoloLens. We think of HTC Vive. Like all of these companies are all doing things that are slightly different, but they're still working out the kinks. They're still trying to demonstrate how this thing could be beneficial for all of us. So it's in that stage of being a rising star where it could become something one day, but it's not there just quite yet. There's still a lot of money and a lot of capital that has to be figured out, a lot of kinks that has to be figured out in this thing in order for us to know like, hey, is this the way that we need to go? And if this thing is showing us a lot of possibilities, but is this the one? The thing about when you get to the stage of being a rising star, it doesn't mean that it's a for sure thing. It doesn't mean like, okay, just because we know this thing has potential, that is definitely a for sure thing, right? It doesn't mean like, just because we see like, okay, the future could be electric vehicles. It doesn't mean like every electric vehicle car maker is going to be a winner in the future. It's going to make a bunch of money in the future. Just because a lot of people knew that smartphones was the future, it didn't mean like every company was able to take advantage of it. We can look at companies like Microsoft. Microsoft tried to sell Windows Phone. It was there for a while, but it never really succeeded to the level that Android and iPhones are succeeding today. So even though something might be a rising star, it doesn't mean that it's going to be successful, that it's going to make it past this stage. And then after you get to the rising star stage, you have the third stage. This is the cash cow stage. This is the stage where things are just flowing properly. This is the stage where money just comes without you even trying to do anything. This is the stage where the product does not require that much effort from you anymore. It's kind of on its own. It kind of can dominate things by itself. Think of the cell phone market, for example. After it went from being a rising star with um, iPhones, it became a cash cow for Apple. Like Apple just sells iPhones. It doesn't have to do that much work. I mean, yes, they still incrementally make it better and better and better, but they don't have to put as much work into the iPhone, right? They don't have to put as much work into deciphering what they need to do for the iPhone. So it's, it becomes, that's the cycle. It goes from question mark to rising star to cash cow where little capital is required. Everything just seems to just be going perfectly. Like it doesn't require as much effort. It doesn't require as much uh, thought into going into it anymore. I mean, for a lot of the products we use today, if we look at our laptops, if we look at our cell phones, look at a mouse and keyboard, if we've got light systems, we look at a lot of things around us a lot of these things are cash cows to those businesses a lot of these things are cash cows that continue to have a lot of cash flows for example when you start like owning rental properties it takes a lot of money up front for you to be able to buy the property to upkeep the property but at some point the property just becomes consistent cash flows like if you pay the property off then all of a sudden all you're getting from that property is just money it's just money and money just keeps on coming from that property but that's not where everything ends because even in a cycle where things are going good because this is life there's always an end to that and so we enter the final stage of most products which is the dying dog 
This is something that used to be a cash cow and still has the properties of being a cash cow, but nobody really uses the product as much anymore. This used to be like this. It can be so many different ways. We can see this in so many different product category. For example, at one point, flip phones was all the rage. Flip phones were like the super rage. I remember I had a Razer, a, a Motorola Razer. That was the rage. Like it was slim and it fit in my pocket. That was it. And then at some point, it was like the Sidekick was all the rage. And then BlackBerry came out, and Blackberries were all the rage. At one point, it was all about the full keyboard. All that stuff was the rage for a season. And that was a cash cow. But then the iPhone showed up, challenged that thing, and then you went into the cycle of it becoming a dying dog. So the thing is, even though something is a cash cow, eventually it gets to the stage where it turns around and becomes a dying dog, where it requires more capital, where it requires more effort for you to be able to make slight changes to it. It's like, Remember the days of using Windows? Like, I remember when I first started using Windows. Windows computers were not the greatest things. The original Windows 97, like, that thing was good, but it wasn't the greatest thing. That's why they kept on iterating it, because at some point it became a dying dog, which is why Microsoft was like, all right, we need to figure out something new. And then they figured it out. We went to Windows Vista, then we went to Windows XP, or Windows XP, then Vista, then Windows 8, which was trash, and then we came all the way down to windows 10 now and we're like oh look at all the features that we have but in order to keep a product from being a dying dog you have to keep iterating on it however when you have to keep spending so much on a product it is then it's not as good as it can possibly be right then it's like okay this is requiring way too much capital i'm better off just selling this thing off or killing this product completely so i can move on to something else this is something that apple is so good at this is something that apple has done so well in so many different stages i mean apple kills categories regularly to ensure that it can continue to innovate to ensure that it continues to raise continues to make money that's one thing that we i like about apple's business they're not going to old hold on to the old old they're always going to try and switch the products around to make sure that they're keeping on with where everybody wants to go to make sure that they're keeping on with moving into the future right the same way with google making sure that with youtube the recommendation system ai systems facebook there's a reason why facebook survived and all the other platforms died off so something can be extremely profitable but then because it's so profitable it makes it harder for businesses to switch up and start doing the things that they need to do i mean we can look at companies like ge ibm who have fallen off why because they didn't switch up and try doing things a different way so that's the business life cycle of any product that's the life cycle of any product starts off being just a regular question mark and then it rolls into being a rising star where everybody's like oh this thing could have potential then it becomes a cash cow where little effort is needed things just flow and then it rolls into being a dying dog where now it's requiring way too much effort now is requiring way too much time and energy on your part it's requiring you to always stop what you're doing to go focus on that old thing it's not allowing you to keep moving forward and that's the cycle it every single product has that cycle every single product goes through this cycle every single product we can look at the same thing with companies like blockbuster who went through exactly the same thing for a while first it was like who wants to rent 
movies then it was like oh yeah this is definitely the future then it was a cash cow with late fees and all those things but then it became a dying dog because it had so many stores and everybody was like yo netflix can deliver this to my mail why would i leave my house convenience one and it was slow to change to iterate to go back to question it and this is where i want to land a lot of times in our lives we go through these cycles as well whether it's in relationship, whether it's in work, whether it's in school, whatever it is, we go through these cycles where things start off as being like, I don't know, this is risky, I don't really know. Then it becomes like, becomes like, oh, this has potential. I like this. I like this. And then it turns into cash cow where it's like, you don't really have to do too much. You can just kind of coast. You can just kind of get through on that thing you can just kind of like make it through just because you've been in that thing for so long but then you get back to that dying dog stage and the question i have for us is are we willing to go back to asking questions are we willing to take the time to question ourselves to start questioning and looking at things differently to start looking back and being like what am i missing here what are the things that i could be doing better to improve what are the things that i could be doing better in this moment to ensure that i can bring this thing to remain not just a rising star but remain a cash cow how can i innovate how can i change how can i develop a new skill a new talent in relationships they say that familiarity breeds contempt familiarity breeds contempt why because over time we get to that cash cow state in our relationships and then we just coast we just coast we don't question things anymore we don't try to try and figure out okay what am i doing is this still working is this still going to work and we just kind of coast and then all of a sudden you get to the dying dog stage and it's like everything requires so much more effort and it's like the other person is like you're not doing all the things you need to be doing right I mean, recently, I just realized that I was doing this. This is why this episode is coming out, because I just realized I was doing the same thing where I had been coasting. I had been coasting. Shout out to my friend for calling me out on it because it was necessary because I had been getting lazy and been getting comfortable and been coasting. And I had not been asking the questions like, yo, what is required of me in this situation? What do I need to do better? I had been coasting and it's not good. Whether it's in our friendships, whether it's in relationships, whatever it is. It's so easy to get to that. It's comfortable. Like, it's comfortable to know that, oh, I'm good. Like, this person likes me. I like this person. I'm good. Like, I don't really need to do much else. Like, I'm straight. I'm good. But the thing is, when we get to the stage and we no longer question the things that we're doing, we end up starting to do things that we know we ought not to do. Because we get to that stage where it's just like, it'll be fine. I mean, it may take them more effort to do something else, but eh it'll be fine because we never we don't keep asking those questions like in in a relationship you start off doing something where you treat your girlfriend wife whatever it is a certain way and then you get comfortable in that you don't even try to like go to the gym anymore you don't try to upkeep yourself you don't try to do any of that stuff why because you're comfortable and then you get to that dying dog stage where everybody's frustrated because more energy is being required of everyone because nobody everybody got too comfortable too comfortable and just sitting in that spot of like "Eh, i'm good and that goes the same way even for like negative side of things where it, it may not be on you it may be where you need to just remove some things because i would say on the other side is also like in relationships where we just hold on to things 
Like we hold on to exes and we keep those people in our minds and we keep on holding on to the good times that we had. And that keeps you from being able to move into something else that could become a question mark that can now become a rising star and then can become a cash flow or a cash cow for you. In other words, can get to a spot of being comfortable again. But we stay in this state of being a dying dog where we hold on to our regrets. We hold on to our mistakes. We hold on to all the things that could have been or should have been or was rather than picking our heads back up and start looking for more question marks. My challenge is let's start asking questions again. Let's start asking questions again, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, all of the above. Let's start asking questions of ourselves, like asking questions about I'm comfortable where I am. But is this where I need to stay? Are there things that I could do to improve? Are there things that I could do to step up? Are there things that I could do to be better about what I've been doing? If we get too comfortable, we end up destroying ourselves. Comfort, a lot of people think that uh, laziness is the enemy of progress. That's not true. Comfort keeps us from progressing. Because you can be working hard, but that doesn't mean that you're doing anything to change stuff. You're still comfortable. Comfort can be like the ultimate destruction thing. Because it doesn't allow us to push past our boundaries. It doesn't allow us to try new things. It doesn't allow us to step out. It doesn't allow us to to just test things. And I'm saying all this because I'm talking to myself, to be honest. Because I like things to be comfortable. I like things to be just like, okay, I know I can do this, so I'm going to do it. And I don't have to stretch myself so much to be able to accomplish this thing. And so I stay in my comfortable zone because I know at the very least I'll be able to accomplish this. And I never want to step out. I never want to just take a chance on something else because I'm comfortable. So I just want to challenge all of us to just step out and be uncomfortable. Don't allow your comfort to keep you there. It's like they say like a frog, you can boil a frog in hot water. All you have to do is just turn up the heat slowly. But the problem is that saying is not true because a real frog would actually jump out of the pot. Like the moment a frog senses the water is hot, it would actually jump out. But we human beings, we love comfort. So when the heat is being turned up slowly, we don't notice it because we are comfortable. It feels like uh, it feels a little bit hot. But uh, you know what? Whatever. I'm good. I'm good. So we really need to just start asking ourselves questions, asking of ourselves, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Is this thing still feasible? Should I make some changes or should I just keep going? It's the only way that we can progress. It's the only way that we can grow, especially in our relationships, especially in our relationships. We cannot allow ourselves to get too comfortable. We have to keep pushing and keep striving and trying new things and just doing things to make sure that things just stay on the up and up, you know? So anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. I know it was a little bit of a different episode, but y'all know me by now. It's called the Rambling Mind Podcast for a reason. I'm just going to be hitting you from left and right. You never know what you can expect on this podcast. But anyway... Thank y'all for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with one person you love, one person you hate, and one person that you're like, eh, two words. And by that point, you'd have shared it with everybody that you know. And then if you got any extra time, 
leave a review of the podcast on any other platforms that you listen to this on. Once again, thank you all so much for, for listening. And remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace.